podcast. It's me, Mary Hannah. Me, Ayafe. And me, Wanipa. So, <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about purpose and um, walking in your calling. Um, and we're super excited about that and just to share a little about, bit about ourselves as individuals. Um, but before we get started, we're going to have a word of prayer and an icebreaker as usual. Dear Lord, we just thank you for another day or night whenever people are listening we just thank you for giving us another opportunity to give to chat and to talk about purpose and our goals and just how everything we hope to do and will do will be directed through you and according to your plan lord we ask that you speak to each and every one of our listeners that um their hearts be touched by this episode mm-hmm. and that you'll always teach us to just depend on you and that you will direct our steps and lead us to the right place in my soul jesus prayed amen 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 so y'all um we thought we'd do our little icebreaker but it's gonna be christmas themed i'm just a hater because she doesn't think we should be celebrating christmas at the moment (laughs) but i am all here for the christmas vibes so we're going to be jumping our favorite, or should we say our favorite, like Christmas festivities? So like, what do you enjoy most about the holidays? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, literally. She said, she said, it's a month and three days until Christmas. I said, so? So it I what? said, glorify the birth in every season. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Benita, honey, you want to start? Um. Okay. My favorite Christmas festivity is Christmas dinner. <laughs> Christmas dinner. <laughs> I think Christmas dinner slaps, fam. You know how much food, and it's the one day you can eat all you want, judgment free. Like nobody will look at you when you go up for sixths and sevenths on your plate. And this Christmas, actually, I put in the family group chat that I think we should do like a more traditional Zambian thing because usually we do like turkey with like Marks and Spencer's hors d'oeuvres. But I was like, nah, fam, the way I've been <laughs> suffering at uni, I want everything. I want Hiroshima, I want flipping curry chicken, greens, beans, the all whole of thing. That. So, mm-hmm. the whole thing. All of that. All of that. All of that. So, <laughs> this year we're eating goods. Oh, How about you, I am Miss Grinch. <laughs> no, I was gonna say Christmas dinner, but we never like actually have Christmas dinner on Christmas. We have it like the day after. Really? Because oh, yeah, we cute. go to church in the mornings, and then we have oh, like okay. a brunch. And by the oh, time okay. you get back, you're like four. So my mom normally makes like jollof rice or something. Oh, oh we don't cute. have it every week. <laughs> <laughs> No it's Christmas jello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um I I kinda like it's not like a proper festivity, but I like Christmas movies. Oh, that's Aww. cute. They're the that's best lovely. vibes. They are good vibes. They are. Mm. How about I you, like MH? You. My sister in Christ, Merce. <laughs> <laughs> You're just so annoying. I hate myself. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, I think I've got like two ish. Um, okay. The thing I enjoy most about Christmas, I just love the vibes. Like I okay, now we're in lockdown. Um, well, y'all are in lockdown. Atlanta is open, but I mean, like the world is generally like locked down because of the virus. Um, but like typically, if I was in the UK, I love going to like Blue Water 
So like that's like the shopping mall closest to me and having all the lights, seeing all the lights and they have like this massive deer that they put on a roundabout and it's just so lit up and I'm like, oh my gosh. And you just oh go to God. the store and everyone just playing Christmas music. And I just love it so much. Um, oh. I just love that. I love that. And my church used to have like, well, they still do, but um, because of the virus, used to have like a Christmas carol thing show mm-hmm. in like Wembley. I don't think I've been like twice together actually. Mm-hmm. We would have gone this year if Corona had not come to room plans. But um, <sighs> yeah, and it's so fun and it's so well done. It's like it's literally like a West End show, and it's so lovely. Um, so yeah, those are my those are my two. I just love all the good vibes, and I love cold weather. Like I hate when it's hot. So cold weather is so Me my too. vibe. I don't like sweating. Me neither. I just think like what is going on. Yeah. So. Mm. <laughs> I just I like medium weather, please. But there's no medium. Global warming has since like eradicated as well. Same. I same. love it. It's the only season when I can wear my Raven Simone Afghan coat. <laughs> I'm happy. So, guys, to start off our episode, I think it'd be lovely to talk about like what we wanted to be, what we wanted to be in terms of like, career, um, or like like cute little aspirations when we were kids. So you're. Uh, prepubescent dreams and all of that. <laughs> Who wants to start? Emma, you go first. I go first? Okay. Um, there were like two things I wanted to be when I was an infant, when I was wee Mary Hannah. One of them was a missionary, which sort of very much informs oh. like my degree now. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm going to sound stupid now. <laughs> <laughs> One of them was a missionary. And I think that's why I study like the languages that I study. So like a lot of stuff goes no into that. Way. And then yeah, and the second one was a singer. I was gonna be like, I am going to be in Montana. Like that is it. In fact, it was one time <laughs> our radio station in Atlanta was having like a casting call, and we literally my mom did my hair so beat. She really slayed it with my little fresh text legs, and we drove to like the city of Atlanta, but we could not find not the venue. Text-lax. Yes, really, just for me. They really did what they needed to do. Um, but we couldn't find the venue, so I never got to audition. But, you know, now I'm here. No. Yeah, I could have been a no star. Per And MH does have a beautiful voice. Yeah, I'm just going to put that out there. She can sing. <laughs> <laughs> she can sing. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's so beautiful. I don't want to go next because I don't want to put my aspiration next to me? I wanted to be a missionary, bruh. <laughs> I, I don't think I had aspiration for work, to be honest. <laughs> You're a woman of leisure. <laughs> I, actually, I was born to relax. I actually can't remember aspiring to do any job, apart from like being a doctor. But then that's like what I'm doing right now. But I, I wanted, I had like things, but not like future jobs, more like things that I would like to do that mm. hopefully replace work. <laughs> I wanted to be a dancer for a little bit, but I'm not... <laughs> And then my parents said I didn't bring you to this country for you to be dancing. So I said, <laughs> the story of my life. <laughs> oh my goodness. But other than that, I don't know. I don't oh, have any like, job aspirations. I want to vibe. <laughs> that's the way. Though, Sensible for real. babe. For real. Um, for me. So, like, I would say on the surface, like, I've always been a very goody two-shoes people pleaser. So, like, the the line was always, like, I want to be a lawyer from when I was, like, really young. Aww. And I'm doing a law degree now. And I can say that that is not the case. <laughs> <laughs> but um, aside from that, like, deep down inside, 
I either wanted to be Raven Simone, like everything that she did, I wanted to do. I wanted to be a dancer, singer, actress, pop star, Disney star, um, or I wanted to have my own reality TV show, like on <laughs> E. Um, I can't lie, I one of those dreams is still alive. I'll leave you guys to decipher which one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was me. That was me. That is so cutie. Monifa is very much our <laughs> Raven Simone embodied. Like, that is very much her vibe. So, that really means a lot to me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh that is so cute. Oh. That is so cute. So, like, in terms of navigating from where we started, started as like kids, what sort of like got you where you are now? I mean, like, I think the first answer for all of us probably just like African parents with period, very like straightforward aspirations like you're gonna do something serious you're gonna be a studio student i mean at the same time for me like i study languages so it's a bit of a joke but you but, study languages at cambridge yeah i think that was yeah. like a, a give and take <laughs> but like what got you here what got you here to where we currently are i guess <laughs> i would say i don't know it sounds cliche but like ordered steps mm-hmm. like when i look back on like Things that seemed like, you know, when things just fall into place mm. and it's not like fall into place for you, it's fall into place for other people to help you. So yeah, it's like some yeah. things I'm like directly not, not even near, but then something happened that ultimately led to, affecting me. So mm-hmm. that's, I think that's what, and just like the, right people like destiny helpers which i mm. very much believe i have quite a lot of those those are those people have brought me to where i am as well that's amazing i feel like for me it was very much my parents kind of encouragement and <clears throat> i always joke about you know african parents and you know i'm doing law at cambridge which is very very conventional but like i am very grateful for the encouragement and support they gave me it's kind of a thing where like there's never been a point in my like life leading up to applying for uni where I ever doubted myself like it, it was like all they did was just gas me and like my mom was even telling me the other day that like um because I was telling her about one supervisor I have who is literally like my bestie I love her and like you'll do the littlest thing say the littlest answer and she'll be like wow amazing brilliant and she (laughs) said to me like oh that's what your dad was like with you when you were a child like every little thing every spelling test he'd be like wow so excellent my daughter you know and I feel like (laughs) if they hadn't been that encouraging and stuff like I might not have ended up where I am and even though like I complain about my degree and stuff like I do have to stress how thankful I am and also, like, that God brought me here. We know, we know that everything we are is because of him. So that mm. was, like, a given. But, yeah. Yeah. How about you, MH? Um, I think a, a combination of what you both have said. I think something is that's so funny that my mom... So, basically, when I was, um, like, from one to five, I was homeschooled. So I didn't go to reception. I just started, like, year one. Year one. Yeah. Mm. And I remember, like, my year one teacher in America asked... My mom tells me this story. I don't remember. She, they asked, like, our little class what's something that your parents don't like? And other people were like, my mom doesn't like a messy room or my dad doesn't like when I leave the window down. And I told my teacher, my mom does not like A minuses. And she was like... (laughs) 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 And so I'm just like, well, 
that is really just what my family is. No, but um, my parents have always been mad encouraging and super encouraging and um, understanding of like my aspirations and goals. Mm. Um, but I think also, um, I have said like just ordered steps. Like sometimes I just look back and I'm like, even with like all oh, my family's moving back and forth and um, things like that. It's like you see God's hand was definitely like guiding or leading me even when I didn't know what me myself I was doing. Um, and for that, I'm, I'm super grateful. And I guess like even as I look towards the future and I'm like, ciao, what is this? Like rapture, any day now would be good. <laughs> no, for real. We tired. <laughs> like any day now. Um, I'm still trusting that the same like yeah, as um, I have said, ordered steps that brought me here. And will lead me mm. forward. So uh, yeah, that's mm. that's it for me, really. That's the thing. I feel like the w- the way my journey has kind of played out has really just like I haven't realized it at the time, but looking back has made me just realize so much that whatever you do, like God is gonna order your mm. steps. Like mm. really and truly, like we're gonna be fine. I think it can be very daunting at this time because you definitely see a lot of people who, you know, have their ten year plan mapped out and they know they're gonna do this at this time and this at this time. And I recently went through like a series of I would say epiphanies about like my life and purpose which made me doubt the path that I'm on. But now like I freaked out about it for a while over lockdown. But now I'm just like realistically like God is faithful to fulfill his purpose for my life. Amen. And he didn't just bring me here to just flow aimlessly, you know, like whatever I do is going to be to the glory of God. Mm. It's going to be to help others. It's going to be something positive because I feel like the more you draw close to God, the more you're aligned with his will, the more he'll just, you don't have to worry about, oh, am I making the right decision or the wrong decision? Like you might have 57 different options, but as long as they are made with God, it's going to be the right decision, yeah. you know? And I mm-hmm. feel like there's su- such an expectation right now to have everything in your future lined up and know exactly what you're going to do. And and also the types of goals. Like, I feel like if you follow me on Twitter, you know that this is my pet peeve in life and you've seen me rant about this before, but like people expect you to want to make loads of money and expect you to want to be this this boss or whatever like in killing it the games the game all that and I feel like once you get away from all that noise and realize that it's just you and God till the end yeah you know everything is a bit less clouded Mm -hmm. I really like what you said um about purpose because I think it's just a lot easier going through life thinking more about purpose than each every little decision or each every step because mm. sometimes I, I don't like to say like if people ask me what's my goals I'm really like my goals are to make heaven and to help as many people as I can while I'm on her, earth her. because period <laughs> no reload it because they're not hearing you At all. my goal is to make heaven <laughs> like bruh is it like <laughs> my goals on earth i'm very indecisive and if you go to a restaurant with me i'll change my mind five times and you want me to make my five-year plan (laughs) my 10-year plan girl i don't even know what i'm doing tomorrow bro (laughs) i'm not saying like to not have any plans or stuff Mm. and stuff but i feel like it's not necessary to like because also like we've said before like if you just make these decisions you just expect god to come in and be like yep but mm-hmm. then if God is like, no, are you going to curse God and die? Like, 
I feel mm-hmm. like you have to strike the right balance, mm-hmm. being reasonable and realistic, but also realizing that what you do here is really not it, you know? Mm-hmm. I think what I would say is I totally agree with both of you. And um, what you've um, both said, especially you, Anifa, about um, striking the right balance. And I am for what you said about like just help making heaven and helping people. I think it's so relevant. And I'm not sure who it was that said it or how long ago I heard it. But I think like the most important thing when it comes to purpose for believers is just saying yes to God every day because God is God mm. enough to not lead us astray. So even mm. in our like, I guess like adolescent dreams that we wanted to be singers or we just wanted to do enjoyment as I am probably just do enjoyment <laughs> or if we wanted to do Raven Simone like with Nipa, regardless of all those dreams that we had, like us being led by Christ, even if we didn't recognize it at the time and even us today, just saying yes to God every day is enough to take us to where we're supposed to be. And I think, mm-hmm. like, because even me, as Winifa said, this whole lockdown, mm, my mental health has been doing this dips. Just It's just been a madness. Because I'm just like, I'm literally like, Lord, take me now. There's nothing I'm doing on this earth. I'm good for nothing. I'm going to accomplish nothing in this earth. That's God forbid, obviously. God forbid. That's what I mean. And I'm like, okay, I need to calm down. Like, I need to calm down. I'm literally catastrophizing because I don't know what I'm doing when I graduate. Like, it's not the end of the world. Um. And I think that's something that the Lord has been trying to teach me. Like, it's okay. Say yes to God every day and you'll be fine. Like, you're Mm -hmm. you're literally, you're not going to collapse and die. Like, your life will not amount to nothing because you don't have a graduate job. Like, it's not the end of the world. for real. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I think that's something really important to remember. Mm. I just wanted to say uh, two things. Firstly, um, I on face point about being a lady of leisure. Yes, I relate. 100%. This whole laboring life is not for me. It might have been the curse put on Adam, but do I look like Adam to you? <laughs> Fam, I was not built to toil. <laughs> but like, just like, um, even on that point, I feel like even if it is your role in life to be a lady of leisure, I'm just thinking of like, I was looking for this scripture, 1 Corinthians 10, 31. It says, so whatever you do, whether you eat or drink, do it all for the glory of God. You so if I'm going to relax, <laughs> I'm going to relax to the glory of the Lord. <laughs> that was like my um funny, unserious point. But um my second point is just more about like... um just generally where we understand our purpose like where we understand our life's goals and that kind of thing because recently we've been doing a series of bible studies um at church about wisdom and they Mm -hmm. have just really been hitting me hard and we've just been talking about how there's a difference between knowledge and wisdom like knowledge is like knowing stuff and like knowing how to deploy it but wisdom is understanding where that fits in understanding why you've been given this knowledge who gave you this knowledge you know where you fit into life and that wisdom ultimately comes from relationship with God Mm -hmm. and I think one thing for me is when I started kind of like abandoning the idea that success just means having lots of money and like you know being a boss this is another thing guys i hate when people are like oh you're a boss you're killing it like oh stop calling me a boss i'm not even a capitalist (laughs) (laughs) but but, but, um yeah like once i once i started to move away from those ideas i realized that what was now the sticking point for me is just the fear of not living up to people's expectations of who they think I am and who they think I should be because you know people people just like see one side of me maybe on the internet they're like oh wow she's doing law at such and such she got her training contract such and such and like just assume that of me so then I was like 
well, if I now decide to do X, Y, Z with my life, what are people going to think of me? Like, are they going to think, oh, wow, she never really like lived up to her potential. Mm -hmm. But then like during those lessons, I really understood like once you have wisdom, the true wisdom that comes from a relationship with God, you don't need validation from anyone on earth. Like your only validation comes from God. You only strive to please him. So it's no longer about how I look to this person and that person, as long as I'm convicted in my spirit that I'm doing the right thing, that's all that matters. And that's been giving me a lot of comfort recently because I think I was in this weird place where I was like, okay, I know that in my life, my main goal is to help people, but how am I going to do that? But also still have X, Y, and Z so that people think I've been successful in this life. And I'm just like, but that really amounts to nothing because when Mm -hmm. it's just me and God, I'm going to be like, oh, sorry, Lord. I know the plans you had for me, but I had to dilute them to look good mm-hmm. to other people. Mm-hmm. There's no point, fam. Just mm-hmm. be your own person. Mm-hmm. I really love that point. And it just goes, it's just a reminder that God has a purpose for everyone. So don't yeah. let someone's life or the way people, other people's lives may perceive to mm-hmm. be like, to dictate your own goals. So if someone if someone's on the way of earning 100k in their job but in 10 years that doesn't have to be my goal and that's Mm. okay Mm. I think the thing with social media nowadays is like someone else has someone else has like a goal or are doing something so everyone assumes that that's what everyone else should be doing Mm. and it's like you just bring I don't know it's just like a whole part that is just like everyone has anxiety because they're trying to strive after something that wasn't for you it's like running a race and your race is meant to be 100 meters and someone else is meant to be 400 meters but you're going the 400 meters race when you your finish line Mm. is behind you yeah that's Mm. so good and i just um actually just found a bible verse that has to do with this and it's um what god said to Moses Mm. said but I have raised you up for this very purpose that Mm. I might show you my power and that my name might be proclaimed in all the earth God has a purpose for each and every one of us and I think you get the most comfort when you know your own purpose and I think that's something that we as Christians should just try and find out and just talk to God like he won't hide it Mm. yeah so just yeah Mm. that's beautiful that's beautiful I love that my parents always say God doesn't play hide and seek and I was like Mm. I used to be like oh okay but like sometimes we don't know what we're doing um but I remember this passage there are two actually that came to mind as both of y'all were speaking the first is from Daniel 2.22 and it's the Lord speaking to Daniel that's the passage and um from verse 21 it says it is he who changes the times and the seasons he removes kings and establishes kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and greater knowledge to those who have understanding. And in my favorite verse, it says, it is he who reveals the profound and hidden things. He, know what, he knows what is in the darkness and the light dwells within him. Um, and Jeremiah 33 says, this is what the Lord says, the Lord who made the earth, who formed and established it, whose name is the Lord. Ask me and I will tell you remarkable secrets you do not know about things to come. And as both of you have said, I think it's like, first off, we we as a collective society have become, I guess, obsessed with this before we get into like a s- economic run. This like capitalist idea of like <laughs> success is money is success. basically 
how much you have. I remember I saw a tweet yesterday where like a little baby, Mr. 4PF was like, I was on three M's. I had three M's by the time I'm 22. Uh, by the time I was 22, what are you doing? And somebody had quote retweeted it like, I'm 22 and I didn't need to see this today. And I was just like, period though. Because the no, fact of the matter no. is we can't all have three M's at 22 and we probably shouldn't have three M's at 22, but that's for another, that's for another, <laughs> that's for another day. <laughs> um, and so just being focused on your purpose and knowing that God, as Alimpha said, has something for you and something for all of us, even if we can't see it. Um, but that mm-hmm. if we, as we said, say yes to him every day and trust him with it, he can take us there, I think is super important. And as Vanipa so like, beautifully said, I love that. Like, you not want to dilute your purpose to fit into other people's idea of what who you should be. And I think that is something mm-hmm. that is so, like, really came from my throat because it's like, I'm going to be honest. We try to keep it real here. I think, mm-hmm. I don't know. We you do. <laughs> I don't know if y'all relate, but I think for me, okay, this is going to sound so bad. Okay, I don't care. For me, mm-hmm. it's like we come to we've come to Cambridge now. Other people in first year were doing enjoyment, traveling up and down. All of us I know full well in first year were already struggling, tears in our eyes, mm-hmm. essays mm-hmm. every week. You know, like all they want. The Oxbridge experience is so different to what other people who study humanities and even STEM go through. So my idea has sort of been like, I've come here to slave. I'm not going to any job where someone who did half the work I did can also be my equal. That is impossible. <laughs> that is impossible. Like, are you joking me? But then I've actually oh, had to come to realize like that is not how life works. Like, right. there are going to be times where I'm just going to be with other people who had a maybe more amicable, enjoyable, agreeable time at university. I chose to come here agreeable. for myself. <laughs> so... <laughs> And you know what I've been thinking about recently, and this is going to sound so crazy and like it might risk even sounding a certain type of way because I understand that where I'm at right now is a very privileged position. But like sometimes when I look back on my experience at Cambridge, I don't even think necessarily the reason the Lord guided me here was to get this type of education or was to land the job that I did. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I feel like if it hadn't been for me going here, I don't know if I would have connected with God in the same way. I don't mm-hmm. know if spiritually I'd be where I was at. I don't know if I would have had these um, revelations over lockdown about what it means to be successful. And mm-hmm. it took me being here and being around people whose attitudes I admired and also people whose attitudes I really didn't admire to reevaluate my own self. And so I think, you know, like it's so funny what you said mh about you know i'm not gonna be in a place where people who have gone to like xyz and done enjoyment are also gonna be but i also think that like me being here for me it's not even about how hard i've had to work or Mm -hmm. how much i've done it's been about my growth and development because i i will say it openly really and truly like this degree is not for me so i know that the lord didn't just bring me here to become the best at landlord because truth be told i'm not even that good at my degree <laughs> i get by you know but i'm no genius and i just think you know the like we've been talking about the lord ordering our steps mm-hmm. i think sometimes if you see everything as an opportunity to grow closer to god and also to bring glory to him then there's a bit less pressure to get certain outcomes out of situations. Yeah, absolutely. And just a caveat, um, I think even as I was go- even when I had that thought process, I think something that the Lord has been trying to reveal to me is that I've allowed this idea of like, oh, 
what you physically work at equals what your purpose should be. Like mm. he's been breaking that down because there are a lot of mm. people who have done ex quote unquote excellent things, maybe in an academic or business world, um, who have gone on to do things that are very much every day. If you know that, if mm. you know what I mean, mm. and there are people who are very much everyday people who've had, who've been super blessed to have like an amazing business idea or like meet the right people and do really big, amazing things. So your purpose does not always correlate with your, or in fact, it doesn't really at all. Even in scripture, it doesn't correlate with, um, your qualification like who was mm-hmm. a was persecuting people peter was a fisherman let's see moses Period. even moses who um, i am for mention had a speech impediment and he led a whole generation out of, of people exactly out of out of slavery and so yeah i think that's that's really mm. true something else i want to touch on like as you were giving the example of moses it and and just linking it back earlier to what we were talking about um you know running your own race just made me think about like timelines and like how we see other people doing things and just really put a lot of expectations on ourselves Mm -hmm. and I've been really guilty of that for sure like when I first got to uni there were certain people I met and I was like oh my gosh like I need to be doing this right now I need to have everything figured out I need to be doing research on how I'm gonna make you know a million pounds by this age (laughs) Mm -hmm. um in order to look successful but um I feel like God really does have a plan for each of us and it, it it's one of those things which you know like Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, like you hear it so much that it almost becomes a cliche mm-hmm. but if you even look at for example Moses who's like one of you know the greats in terms of like spiritually um even Abraham so like Moses he like killed someone when he was 40 or something like that Mm -hmm, and then mm -hmm. he was then 80 before he even started to lead the people yeah Mm -hmm. and it's like if god if it took him because at 40 years old like it's kind of like moses had an idea of the direction his life was going in because in some way he had this conception of i need to liberate my people Mm -hmm. but he didn't know how to do it he just thought oh instant justice let me kill this egyptian who's just killed a hebrew but it took 40 years of him you know being a shepherd and having a numinous experience with god to really prepare him to fully walk in his purpose Mm -hmm. and even then like mistakes were made Mm -hmm. you know but I think it's important to remember that no matter how long it's taking you might just feel like ah God isn't leading me as fast as he should or like everyone else has it figured out or like this person had this much money by the time they were my age just remember that like like Mary Hannah said God loves us uniquely Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and the way he loves me is different to the way he loves the person next to me and that's going to inform the way he plans for our lives as well. Mm-hmm. And that's definitely much easier said than done. Like, we're all human. We all have doubts and mm-hmm. fears. But just trust God, I think. Even in the waiting, God is working. Mm. Yeah, A word. Mm. And something about this generation. <laughs> is that I, I, I just think we, sometimes we just know too much about each other. Period. Mm. Like, if it wasn't for, like, things like Twitter and social media where everyone announces, like, their, I guess, their wins. Mm. Like, how will I know how much this person is making? How will I know what this person's up to? It's true. Because half the time, we don't even know where this money is coming from, mm-hmm. first off. Mm-hmm. Like, was it, yeah. are you, can, I'm sorry, continue. No, no, I was just going to say that Um, I also think that even the like when the Bible says guard your heart, I think we have to be introspective in terms of 
just like maybe I'm someone that gets easily jealous or someone that gets easily influenced. Mm-hmm. Guarding my heart and guarding my mind are very important in terms of if if I see someone doing this, I I know like the feelings that it will spur up for me, or I know I'll start comparing, and comparison is the thief of joy. Mm-hmm. Period. So I think we also need to be introspective and just be in tune with our certain reactions to other things as well, and just our, our thought processes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent. Are you gonna say something, Hemi? I was just going to say, I just thought of the video that you sent on, was it Twitter? Like, yeah, it was Twitter. Maybe, like, yesterday. Or maybe it was you, Amoeba, about the girl who bought, like, her man, like, a PS4 and something Gucci and something. A PS5, excuse me. I don't oh, even yeah. know what's mm. recent. And like, we were just thinking, <laughs> what is going on? Like, if you didn't have socials, like, we wouldn't be knowing who, why Jada would have bought somebody five PS5s mm. and why and somebody else people got people buying other people PS5s. Like, In this panoramic, like, where is this stimulus check? No. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> no for real it's my genuine question though like where is this money coming from like you know who is that famous like really famous interracial couple you know the ones that yeah. look british but are from america yeah. and then they did one q a and i was like yes finally we're gonna yeah. find out their business plan because i want to know how you're buying him gucci every every week just for being your boyfriend and then they did they were like oh a lot of y'all think we're rich we're not we're just some ordinary teens and i was like tell us the secret i see <laughs> what's going on (laughs) no because really it can't be surely not everyone is doing fraud because the fraud market must be saturated by now there's only so many schemes that one can fall for (laughs) but yeah you see as i said socials will have us losing our heads because someone didn't get someone else the ps5 or someone can't afford gucci or uh you know xyz like if we didn't even have socials like the people who don't have socials i'm thinking about our friends who don't have social media they wouldn't know what it, what is going on they mm. would just be like oh is that what people do these days no clue mm. not a singular clue i know my parents they sure ain't got a clue about people buying gucci something else my mom would be like gucci in this economy you got a job <laughs> for real. in the pandemic in a pandemic no, but really and truly, like, clout is killing my people as well because we were having this discussion about redacted bags. And I just <laughs> feel like if we're being honest with ourselves, they are clapped, okay? They are. They look like granny bags. But I feel like people are breaking their backs to try and afford them just for the sake of clout or mm. for looking like mm. they are this image of what success means. And it's like people are even losing their individualism because me personally, like, no matter how much clout is attached to a Birkin bag, I can't buy one because I don't like it. Mm. And I just feel like clout is a drug. Mm-hmm. And we all need some rehab. <laughs> Every single one of us. Yeah. <laughs> I agree, man. I agree. <sighs> okay, guys, we hope you enjoyed that episode. So to summarize, we just really talked about... Um, hearing and finding your own guidance from God, walking in the purpose that he has called you to and doing that outside of other people's expectations for your life and what success means. And also I would just challenge everyone listening to reevaluate their definition of success and really just, you know, try to work out why you want some of the things you want, you know, just, just be you, you know, Mm -hmm. you are great because God said you are not because of what you may or may not go on to achieve, Mm -hmm. you know, um 
And yeah, I hope this has been somewhat reassuring for you guys that you don't need to have everything figured out and that God is faithful to order your steps. He is. Um, so yeah, that also we forgot to mention, but that kind of topic did come about from the anonymous submission form. So we really appreciate you guys using it. So if you have any more thoughts, questions, dilemmas, ideas, please do put them in the Google form and we will tackle them basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah oh we're gonna flip the playlist this week as well because that's mm-hmm. actually a week overdue but it's okay just pretend like you didn't know that <laughs> <laughs> and thanks again for listening we really appreciate and love you guys bye, bye.